Welcome back to the Lady Girl Podcast, where you are lady girls. I'm Courtney. I'm Cassie. And we're so glad you're here. This is episode four, season one. Oops, said it backwards. Whoops. <laughs> the Lady Girl Podcast. Um, crazy. I know. I feel like we've been doing the, we started like yesterday, and it has only been like two weeks. That's true. But it it doesn't feel like it's been too I don't think we ever thought starting this podcast would actually take so much of our time. It it yeah, because that's why I was like, we have to do it today. <laughs> or yeah. I'm gonna spend all the next like four days doing it if we don't do it today. Okay, so for our listeners, we normally record this at nighttime, but it is currently Saturday morning. <laughs> I don't even think it's 11 a.m. yet. Yeah, we are um, up uh, up and doing things this morning, and we were like, you know what? Like, we both have stuff to do today, so why not just, like, get it out of the way? Mm-hmm. So instead of drinking our typical cocktail or glass of wine, we're having cups of coffee this morning. Yeah, I got, I got an iced, I got a cold brew with sweet cream from Starbucks, because I have a lot of money on a Starbucks card, and I need to get rid of it. So. I just made my Folgers K-Cup coffee that I have in my apartment, but I did put my coconut uh, milk creamer in it, which is... Oh, girl, great. this is like cup of coffee number three for me. This really? Is yeah. I've been like hours. <laughs> well, all right. So let's do a little weekly recap. How was your week? It was good. On Tuesday, I did a presentation to the Board of County Commissioners, and my ordinance was passed. So there is a law in the county that I wrote, and I made, and it's in the books now. So that's Oh my gosh, look at you. I know, I'm making moves. I'm making moves. And somebody asked me, the, that class that I taught, the professor asked that if I was around in the fall that I would, he wanted me to cover for his sabbatical and teach the class for the semester. Wait, oh my God, that's so exciting. I know, but I don't know if I'm going to be here. <laughs> that's true because you don't know like where you're going to go. But wow, cool. So is that like the big news of the week? What else did you do? Um, other than that, I've been going to bed. At like 9.30, life-changing, wonderful, amazing. Wish I did it more. It's probably my fault that you weren't going to bed early before because I would be on the phone. Cassie and I would be on the phone together for like, mm, like An ungodly amounts. Ungodly. Like <laughs> you guys couldn't even fathom how long her face I'm called. You sent me something um, the other day that was like a screenshot of one of these like social media influencers we follow and she she posted that she was on the phone with her friend for an hour and a half and you were like wow we really put these people to shame Cassie and I are legitimately on the phone for like eight hours sometimes <laughs> eight hours an average I would say an average is three to four three to yeah. four a day a day a, yeah I think it's just because we're kind of lonely <laughs> Because we will be doing nothing. We'll be doing nothing. I will be reading, and you will be doing your homework, and I'm just, we're just chilling. It's just we keep each other company, which is nice. But there are apps for that now. Like, there are apps where people do that, where they log into, like, this web server. Oh, true. And they study with other people on, like, Zoom. I have seen that, actually. I, I mean, 
I prefer doing it with a friend. But yeah, we'll like study together. We watch shows together. If, oh, if no one has watched the show Summer House, highly recommend quality reality television. It is so good. We've been watching it and it is like, it's so funny. There's just like the right amount of drama and I don't know. We're really into it right now. But that also brings up something I did this week. So speaking of Summer House, it takes place in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. I went to the Hamptons of Florida. Oh. The week. Yeah, didn't know where I worked was the Hamptons of Florida until I was driving. We had to, there was somebody who had been complaining about noise and he wanted us to come out there and like take a tour of his property to prove he wasn't crazy. Courtney, I have never seen money like this. Oh, like yeah. outside of the hidden hills of LA, I've never seen houses this big with guard gates. Everybody has like six Bentleys. I've never seen money like that. And then walking around and like being on their estates and seeing their giant like Olympic sized pools with their helicopter pads and their tennis courts. And they have a view of Chris. I didn't know the water got that blue. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. And then, and to them, it's nothing. It's nothing. They're like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a surgeon. This is just what I do. Or I ran a fortune 500 company. And I was like, you know, the dream, (laughs) the dream. I was like, this is the only town I think where if you're like a really good attorney, you don't make, you don't make near enough money of the people that live there, which is crazy. Um, as far as my week goes, um, honestly, it wasn't super eventful. Uh, I, again, working school, man, I've got a lot of stuff going on. Same thing as last week. It's just like, it's been insane. So basically, um, when we graduate law school, which is in a month, in 17 days, which is done with class on the 23rd. That's crazy. Yeah. I, my graduation is a month and 17 days away, which is nuts. Um, I still have finals, so you don't have to take finals. I don't have finals. Are so lucky. Um, but yeah, so I've just been basically to study for the bar exam. I I currently work part time at the job that I'm going to work post uh, grad, but I'm taking off May, June, July, and August for like bar studying, and then also I'll be traveling or whatever post bar exam. Um. But that starts like May 2nd, I stopped working. So I'm trying to finish everything. Mm. And it's just a lot, like I'm trying to put my coworkers in a good place. So I'm, I'm literally doing work that's not due until June, just to like make sure that everything's set before I dip out. But anyway, that's kind of all I did. Um, um, so yeah, work's just been like really crazy. And then touching on last week's episode, I did have another date this week, which, um, didn't really tell me any more than, um, I already knew. So kind of confusing. Um, I'm supposed to hang out with that person again today, but also, um, very confused because they're not texting me back. So, you know, that's life. And I don't really know what's going on, but I'm living it. <laughs> Take it a day at a time, a day at a time. A day at a time. Um, Okay, so this week's episode is all about, I don't really know how to like title it or describe it, but sort of like choosing your career, choosing your path. Kind of planning the future. Yeah, and realizing I think that 
you know, we probably all had this idea of what we were supposed to do and how life was supposed to go. And it's okay if it's not going that way. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about that and like where we are um, with all of that in our life right now. And, you know, wisdom we have on it, even though we both still struggle with trying to feel like we know what the hell is going on. I don't know if you ever figure it out though. That's I don't know if you ever figure it out. Maybe it's like a constant battle for your whole life, <laughs> which is kind of sad, but. It is very sad because I think there's this idea that by the time you're our age, which is like 25, life has started, your career is established, now you're just coasting. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I don't think that's ever been true. <laughs> no, I literally, I still just feel like I don't know what I'm doing, even though in, you know, two months time or whatever, I'm supposed to be like, you know, graduating with a JD, like, and I'm still like, uh, I don't know what I, what's going on. <laughs> I feel like I just started law school. I have no idea how I'm finishing. No okay. Idea. So I kind of want to touch on maybe just like our personal stories on how we got to what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how you chose law school. Well, it's interesting. It's almost kind of like default because it's like law school, you you can get into law school with any degree and you can have just about any job with a law degree. Don't It covers so many different fields. So what happened was I went to college and I thought pre-med, that's for me. Um, started the pre-med route, chemistry killed, like killed me. I hated it, I was miserable. So I had an advisor who told me, if you hate it now, you'll hate it for the next 15 years. Why do you want a career that's kind of centered around something you don't like? So I changed to just general biology. And I got like sophomore year, maybe sophomore year, realized I don't need, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life at all. And then I remember telling everyone, I was like, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to go to law school and do environmental law. That's what I'm going to do because I liked that portion of the science classes that I took. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought I was crazy. People were telling me that it was stupid, that they were like, that's dumb. Why would you want to go do that? Whatever. Took the LSAT, got into law school. Didn't know if I liked law at all. <laughs> I didn't even know if I liked, I hated the first year of law school. It was horrible. It's still not something I would recommend to everyone. Law school is is a weird experience. But I finished my first internship. And like come September, I was like, yeah, this is it. I like it. I hate the school aspect of it. But I like the work that you do when you actually are out there like practicing. So I was like, if I can just push through the next two years of school, then I can do this for the rest of my life. And so I took better classes come my second year and the last semester, because I'm not really taking classes this semester, and really found a weird niche that I have, which is like constitutional law, oddly. That's pretty much all I do. And like um, securities exchange law, that's a big thing that I do. And international trade, that's another law that I find myself doing all the time. So those are things that I've really found out. I still don't know entirely what I want to do because securities exchange, common law, and international law do not 
mix. So, I mean, I'm still kind of undecided, but career-wise, I got a, a direction. I just don't yeah. know where I end up. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I grew up with, like, very, um, like, my parents kind of always had a plan for me. It was, like, you had to get straight A's, you had to be, like, a star student, blah, 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 or I would, like, literally get in trouble. Um, and, you know, so that kind of always, like, pushed me, and I was sort of this kid who I had a plan. Like, I was, like, okay, I'm gonna graduate high school, I'm gonna um, go to college, then I'm going to do, you know, I had all these ideas for myself, but I also, because everyone around me was telling me it's what I was supposed to do, thought I was going to be a doctor. Like I really did. I was like, Oh, okay. I guess like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Even though I never really liked science class growing up ever looking back on it. So it's kind of a funny story because um, you know, I did like mock trial and stuff in high school and I enjoyed it. But again, I just was like, everyone's telling me I'm supposed to be a doctor. So I get into our undergrad Millsaps and freshman year, Cassie knows this story because it was like really traumatic for me at the time. <laughs> but I was in a biology class and it was the first time in my whole life I was, like, struggling with school. I didn't like it at all. I, like, I was way more focused on other classes, whatever. So this professor, who I still am, like, He's I appreciate him so much. And he calls me into his office. He's kind of a scary man to mm -hmm. be there. He is. So I was a little terrified. But he calls me into his office, and he was just like, Courtney, can we, like, talk about what your goals are, like what your career plans are. And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to be pre-med, like blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, do you like being in my class? <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, for the first time in my whole life, I was just like, honestly, no. Like, I don't find any of this like remotely interesting. It's actually hard for me. It doesn't come naturally, whatever. And he's the first person my whole life to be like, you don't have to do something you don't want to do. It's okay not to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of had that same experience when I thought pre-med. My advisor was like, you don't have to do it if you don't like it. Right, and it was just for some reason always the path that I think a lot of my family members and stuff just thought was the best idea. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, he convinced me to drop the class and he said, focus on other things that you like, try out different classes. And then if you're still thinking, no, I need to go back into the science thing, like do science again next semester. Well, I got more focused into, um, business school and really found my niche there. And then I decided, you know what? I, law schools for me. Um, and so I kind of decided pretty early freshman year, I started taking like international relations and constitutional law in college and like all those sorts of classes. Um, and then I was really, really into, uh, like the business law classes and stuff. Um, and then I, when I studied abroad, um, I did international, uh, law for that class. And so I don't know. That's kind of how I ended up on that path. But I will say, I think 
I think it's important when, especially in undergrad, to try out different things. Because I think a lot of the times people grew up with the same way that we did, thinking, oh, okay, I have to do this sort of career. Um, But if you're not interested in it and it's not something that, I mean, if you really want it, it can be hard for you. Like, you know, if you practice and you really want something, that's fine. But for me, I wanted something that came a lot more naturally for me to understand. Well, it's also, I mean, same. It was one of those situations where it's like, I I don't even enjoy it enough or am interested enough to put in the effort it would take to right. learn. Exactly. Like I could have, like if I really, really wanted to, I'm sure I could have sat down and put in extra hours of studying and become a doctor, but I wasn't interested in it. And thankfully I realized that Early. at a younger age. But I also think there's a lot of people who you know, they have a career, they start a career and they realize, wow, I don't like this. Like I'm not happy in my life. And they decide to make a change. And I think that's awesome too. I think that's something probably that we see with going to graduate school. We're young for going to law school. Like we're on the very young end of law students. Usually I think the average age is like nearing 30 for people to enter law school. I agree. So we see a lot of people who were like doctors or engineers or they had this full career beforehand and they said one day I woke up and decided I didn't want to do it anymore I didn't like it and they changed their mind and they went a different direction here's my thing too our I don't know some of our listeners I know a lot of our listeners went to our undergrad but I'm some of them did not and our undergrad really pushed grad school it was basically I went in freshman year and I was hearing about grad school first day of classes. Um, I would say majority of the people we know do go to grad school. And so it's weird because like you said, I got to law school and I'm one of the youngest people. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to graduate undergrad and not have some massive plan. Um, And I think that's something I didn't realize until I was already, you know, in law school. And no matter what you do, sort of what you said earlier, I also questioned, wait, am I doing the right thing? Is this for me? I don't know if I even like this and eventually did find my way like through internships and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I also had friends who I was friends with them first semester of law school and they decided to quit. Yeah, there are people I know that, I know people that transferred out and transferred back in. I know Mm -hmm. people that never came back after the first year or went to a completely different law school or decided uh, they are in medical school now. Like they've done completely different changes and transformations. And I think it's important to give yourself some time because going to these grad programs, they're expensive. Like they don't, it's not like it's $10 and you can walk in the door. You're spending thousands to go to these schools. And it's okay if you're like, I don't really know, like give yourself the year. No, I agree. I think everyone, just one thing I've learned growing up and I mean, don't get me wrong. I still struggle with what am I doing? Am I living in the right place? Am I going into the right career? Blah, blah, blah. And I think will always struggle with stuff like that. But one thing I have realized is we only sort of have, 
I mean, okay, this is kind of cliche to say, but Mm. you really do only have one life to live, right? And if you're not doing something that makes you happy, what is the point of doing it? Um, Now, there are the realistic things like you have to be able to pay your bills and you have to be able to, like me, pay off some student loans and stuff like that. But also, it's okay if you decide to make some decisions that maybe other people in your life or your parents or your family members don't necessarily agree with, but it's the best decision for you personally. And that's a huge thing to learn, I think, as you're growing up, is that you have to make your own decisions in order to live the happiest life because you're the only one who knows what makes you happy. No, I think that, I think that's true. Yeah. And I think it, take, it takes a lot of time because sometimes I'm sure you felt like this, you've made a decision and you feel like you're stuck with that decision yep. because it's what you made. You made your bed. You got to lie in it. Yep. And that's, that's not true. Like I thought I'm in Vermont. I'm stuck here. I'm trapped here. I can't go anywhere else. I'm in Florida. Yep. Did I think I was going to go to Vermont? No, I didn't think I was going to go there. I went there. I absolutely hated living in New England. And so I was like, where am I going to go? And I thought the next best place is Florida. And I love, I love living down here. I was driving from Publix this morning, a very Florida statement. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I have the ocean right there, palm trees. It's sunny and 75 all the time. Why would I want to live anywhere else? And I like it. But then there are some people who move here and they hate it. They hate the people. They hate how hot it is. And you've got to like kind of shift around to fit even those like little things. Like if you don't like where you live, but you love your job, either you're going to have to tough out the location to have the job, or you're going to see if another location has that job. Because you shouldn't be miserable just because you feel like you're, like you're stuck in something. Yeah. And you're not. So I think for me, because I did have, so I had a struggle with this because I've, in the last few months, kind of been trying to decide, do I stay in New York? Do I move? Um, Do I go to Texas? Do I go to Tennessee? What do I do? Right. And the way it worked out, I'm going to stay in New York at least for another year. Um, And I'm very excited about that now, but it kind of was a huge decision for me because I thought if I make one wrong move, I'm deterring my entire life path. You know what I mean? But you're not. And that was something I really had to realize is you're never stuck anywhere. And I think everyone feels that way sometimes like, oh crap, like I can't get out of here. But I think what's really calmed my nerves about things is if you just don't like something, like you can always make a change. So for instance, last night I was at dinner, um, with a couple of friends and my one friend is a, she's a producer on a TV show, right? She's very creative. She wants to, um, make documentaries and not have what I would call a quote unquote traditional career path. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I am very opposite. We were having this super honest conversation. It was really cool. I am opposite in the sense that I do want one day, um, like a stable career. Yes. But I'm really 
it's important to me to have children one day and to like have a home and be able to raise them. And for her, she wants to be able to travel and do all sorts of things, which is incredible. But like people just have different paths. Another friend that we were at dinner with decided to quit her job a couple weeks ago because it just was making her miserable. She hated it. She felt stuck, kind of the same thing we're talking about. But she doesn't have a plan. She doesn't have a job. And she doesn't really know what the next move is. She's sort of just living off the money she saved. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that that would be terrifying, you know? And I think for her, it is. But I've been trying to talk to her, and all of our friends have been trying to help her through it because I also think it's sort of incredible. Oh, it's amazing. I could, it's I could incredible. do something like that. Because she was sitting there, and we were kind of all talking about things. My one friend who's more creative is basically she's trying to film a documentary in Peru and it's like this whole really cool story. And our other friend just kind of said to us, she was like, wow, you guys, you know, sometimes I sit here and I listen to what my friends are doing and I feel like I am failing. And I just looked at her and I said, I don't think that at all. I think you are taking this huge chance on yourself. You decided, hey, I'm not happy with where my life is right now and I want to make a change. And I think that that's way bigger and admirable than even, you know, some people we know who are in careers that were just easy for them to do. Yeah. I also think it's kind of this idea we're all, again, we're all figuring out, we're all kind of treading water. And some of us may look like we have it figured out because we are, we are planners. We've got the week planned to a T. There are some things we will always do and we will always have done. But that doesn't mean that we have a five-year plan and we're checking off every little box of it or that everything comes really easy. You just might not be able to see it. And I think that's something I've had people ask me. They're like, well, you seem like you know what's going on in your life. So help me figure out mine. I'm sorry. I don't don't have have it figured out. And I'm not about to ruin your life trying to figure out mine. I don't know it all. No one knows it all. And I think when you, when you're doing something like your friend is dropping everything and really starting from scratch, that's 10 times harder than just making the next step because you're, you're back at square one. She doesn't have a job or just quit her job. And that's its own stress because now you're just stuck with this finite thing and you have to figure out, okay, do I need to get a job to just make ends meet and figure out what I want to do next? Right. Do I need to start a career path that's very different than what I had? I think that's so much harder and it does, it's just, it takes a special person to be able to do something like that. I mean, I knew, but I don't change, like change. Yeah. I think it's hard to, to especially... I think sometimes, you know, and we kind of talk about some people who have gone to law school. I have friends who did other kinds of careers before too. And it's hard to change your career path because especially if it's not something that requires going to school, but you're just needing a company or some sort of employer to take a chance on you. It's hard. It's hard in this day of internships and connections and all that stuff to find a company who will hire someone with no experience. And so, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. And I think just on that, there were three people who have very different paths happening right now. Like I'm on a very 
scheduled path. I have graduation, I have the bar exam, I have my start date for my job, that kind of thing. My friend who's the creative is kind of trying to figure out all sorts of different stuff. And then I have my friend who just quit her job. But the thing is, we're all sitting at that table. We all love each other. And we're all like encouraging each other to make these big life decisions because that's really all you can do is just try to do what makes you the happiest, you know? Yeah. And I think there's just this pressure that's put on you from who, I don't know. Like you said, you know, your parents, when they start out, it's, you get A's, you get real A's, not just an A, you get a real A. Yep. A low A was not acceptable. I couldn't get a 90 or a 91. I had to get it like a 93. Yeah. We have to have 93s because they changed our grading scale. So a 93 up was a real A. And we, that was what I had to have. And then I went into college and it kind of changed a little bit because my mom didn't go to college. She barely graduated high school. So high school was a huge thing in my household that I had to finish. And then I had to go to college, but I went to college and the pressure became, I had to put pressure on myself because my mom quit paying attention to what I was doing. She didn't ask about what I was doing in class. She didn't ask about anything. She was like, you're grown now. You can you can keep yourself on a schedule. And so there was a lot of pressure I think we put on ourselves because then I put that on me. And when I look back at, when I talked to my mom about it, she was talking about it. She's like, you're very goal oriented. You're very like driven. She goes, because I remember your first week of college, you called me and asked me a question. And I said, how am I supposed to know? Um, My mom said, how am I supposed to know the answer to that question? I didn't go. And so then after that, it was like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I called my mom to help me with school. I was really kind of just like, I got to figure this out. I got to do this. And, and then you have school. Like, I don't know about your law school, but my law school was very, if you don't have a job by the end of your first semester of law school lined up, you failed already. Like, that's what they told us. That's what they told us. And then now, while we're almost graduating, we're like, you guys got time. You got nothing but time. Well, we spent three years with the panic button going because we thought we had to have all this stuff done. And in reality, you don't. You don't. You don't. And I think I felt the exact same way. I'm a little different because I can't really, I mean, I do have a job lined up, mm-hmm. but I think, I, I just also really, truly don't think that you have to. I think you can take the bar exam. Like when I was stressing out because I didn't know if I would get a job offer, my dad literally said to me, who has always pushed me to be on track and be this like successful person. He literally sat me down and said, Courtney, why do you, why are you panicking so much? It's okay to take the bar exam and then search for a job. And I didn't even realize my own father, when he graduated college, he didn't have a career quote-unquote he worked like little jobs here and there for about six months yeah I mean my plan is to just like get a job to pay the bills because a lot of the jobs here the like to be a lawyer like to work at firms you have to pass the bar exam you have to have your license and I will not get my license until probably October right so there is there is nothing I can do in between that time I mean I could intern somewhere but 
there are no law offices where I live. I would have to go all the way to West Palm and that's like two hours away. And so I'm, I can't drive two hours every single day to do all this stuff and I can't pay out my lease. So your girl might be working at like Starbucks until <laughs> October. You know, and that's okay like, though too. That's, you know? that's, what I have to, that's what I have to do to get my career like rolling. And who knows, maybe it'll change in the meantime. But I'm not going, I will freak myself out, like fully not be able to function. I'll be so anxious. And it's really, it's me. It's like me freaking myself out. It's me putting all this anxiety on myself. Because like you said, our parents are like, why are you, why? My mom got on to me and like, I think we talked about it earlier, was like, stop trying to live your life 10 steps ahead. Mm -hmm. You can't enjoy what you're doing right now because you're so busy trying to get ahead and that might not even pan out. It never did. It never panned out. Yeah. So she was like, stop trying to rush it. I agree. I, I think I'm thinking of, um, sometimes Cassie and I are on phone calls with my little brother mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about something. He goes, okay, girls, what are we going to do? We're not going to trip <laughs> and he's he's in he like waits for us to say he says stop tripping about everything <laughs> honestly your brother has really talked us off the ledge numerous times a couple of times you know and I just think it's like a funny I mean he's 20 years old so he's kind of just like living his best life like having a good time in college and stuff but I think it's funny because we're making these big life career decisions and it feels like there's so much pressure happening in life right now. And just talking to him where he's literally just living his best life every day because what are we not going to do? We're not going to trip because there's no point. If you stress yourself out so much that it, I was doing that. There were, I went for months where I was stressing myself out. My brain was my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I was having all these problems. I literally thought it was like going crazy because I was just putting so much pressure on myself. And like, there's no reason to do that. And once you realize that, life becomes a lot easier to handle. It really, it really does. And you also, when you talk to other people, you've probably seen this, talking to other people who have started their careers and stuff and having this conversation with them and they go, I mean, why do you have it figured out? I remember my first week at my internship that I'm in now, the attorney sat me down and was like, why do you want to do this? Right. That's what he said. He said, why do you want to do this? Are you doing this because you think it's what you're supposed to do? Or are you doing this because you actually enjoy it? And I was like, I, I think that's a huge Like throughout your whole life. I don't know. I, I think there's two sides to that question because that question can stretch you out. Like why mm-hmm. the purpose, blah, blah, blah. But it's important to sometimes reflect because I, I mean, we've repeated it a hundred times, but you really just can't live this life doing things that make you unhappy just like career wise but also like people in your life don't surround your like don't surround yourself with people who make you unhappy and I think that's something I've had to realize with like getting certain friends out of my life or like trying to figure out who I am without those people like blah 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 because that's the whole point of living is like 
to just be happy with what you're doing. Um, and there's no room for, you know, doing things that don't make you happy. No, I think that's true. I think it's also sometimes I do this when I get in those weird head spaces where I'm worrying about the future and what I'm going to do. I sit back and I like do a little recap. Yeah. I do a little recap. Like, Cassie, what have you done in the past five years? Oh, I've done so much. Right. I've lived in four different states, five different states. I've lived in five different states in the past five years. Uh, which, holy shit, I've lived yeah. in five different That's states. That's five. I've lived in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Vermont, Mississippi, and Florida. Five yeah. different states in the past five years. I've graduated from college. I got into law school. I've gone through law school. I'm finishing law school. I'm going to take the bar. That's five years. Right. And you need to, and you sit down and you're like, whoa, like right. I've done, I've done so much. Why am I not content and like proud with what I'm doing at the moment? Mm-hmm. And I also think, you know, it's just so many other people go through, you know, so much worse things. And I have this very incredible life that I am so thankful for. But no matter how amazing your life is, you're going to have self-doubt. You're going to not know if you're doing the right thing. And it's okay to have those feelings. Those feelings are valid. Um, But it's just kind of figuring out how to deal with them. That it's a very personal thing. And what we do for ourselves might not necessarily work for everyone out there. But I think it's really important also to open up to your friends and talk about these things. Because that's what Cass and I do. Like, we just kind of say, you know, we're pretty honest about it. Like I'm on a different path than you, but they are pretty similar compared to some of our other friends. And it's important to have these open conversations about like just at my dinner last night, these open conversations with people just because I think you realize everyone kind of feels the same way. But I, I also think, yeah, everyone kind of feels the same way of like, they're kind of wandering through life. Mm-hmm. trying to figure it out they're stressed out about it but then there's also this idea of you have to be content right and I think that's a really hard thing to be is content even if you haven't accomplished the same things I have or if you've done more than I have in the past five years that's fine yeah. if all you've done in the past five years is work your job and you're happy working your job that's amazing. You're content in your life. You're happy in your life. You don't have to be this overreaching entrepreneur that you see everywhere who's making $10 million a day and doing this, and doing that. That's not realistic. I it's, it's probably not a happy life. As long as you're content in your life, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I agree. I also think, here's my thing. So I think if there's anything in your life that you're questioning doing, I encourage you to take a chance on yourself because I can think of one time, which is really my journey to New York City, where I took a chance Mm -hmm. because, okay, I was between three law schools. I got a full ride to a state college law school in Mississippi. I had the law school I'm currently in, and I had one that was um, very, like, it was really high ranked, but I had no scholarship money at all. 
okay? So I'm weighing these different options, and I came to New York, and New York has always been a place I said I wanted to live. Ever since I was a kid, it's just been a place where I wanted to live. I had this whole dream, like a lot of people do, to move to New York City. And I was sitting here, and it's like, I was here with my dad, and we were at this restaurant, and we're just having this conversation, and he was really, honestly, encouraging me not to come here. Um, it's really expensive. The school was a perfectly, like, it's a good school, but I mean, I had a full ride to a state school. Like that's pretty hard to give up. Um, but I think I just kind of had to really, for the first time in my life, look at where I wanted my life to go and where, how I wanted to live. And I knew if I don't come now, I'm probably never going to come to New York. And so I decided, okay, it's worth it to me. It's worth it to take out, you know, I have a great scholarship, but I still need to take out some student loans. And I decided that to be satisfied when I'm 90 years old, I needed to take that chance on myself. It's better to say you did than you did. Right. And also... I think at the time, I very much thought this is the only way to like get there and I have to take this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. I realize now in hindsight, I could have always come, like I could have come post-law school, blah, 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 but I don't regret my decision. I think it was really hard for a while to adjust just like it would be anywhere, especially some like big move Um, and law school in general is very tough your first year. But I don't know. I I don't regret any choices. And I think that that is just kind of my tidbit of advice is to take chances on yourself if it's something that you think you want to do, even when other people in your life are making noise and telling you maybe you shouldn't. No, I mean, I think that's good. I think also if it's just you, like I have a lot of moments where public speaking was my thing to crush this year. I'm not, it's not that I'm not a good public speaker. I just don't like doing it. It makes me really nervous. Right. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I took so many steps outside of my comfort zone to the point where I think I told Courtney, I was like, I'm tired of of trying. I want to stop trying. I hate doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. Like every other day. But I took those chances. Like that ordinance thing, that was a public speaking. Teaching at that class, that was a public speaking. And it's ended up being really, really good for me to take those chances to go outside my comfort zone, to do something that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. And also coming down here was taking a chance that I didn't know. I'd never lived in Florida. I'd been to Florida. I've been to Miami. This is further, like two hours north, two and a half hours north of Miami. I usually stayed on the Gulf side of Florida or Orlando. So this is an area I've never been before. And I was like, I'm coming down here. Yeah. Like you always wanted to live by the ocean and I'm going to do it. And, and that's the thing. You took a ch- literal chance on yourself. You could have done the easy thing. You could have, you know, stayed in Vermont or stayed in Mississippi and worked for like someone, you know, but you were like, you know what? I think I want to live in Florida. It sounds like a great opportunity. So I'm going to do it. You move there alone and you have your internship and you don't necessarily know where you're going to be in like five months, but you're doing what you want to do now. And I think that's really important. And I, and I think that kind of like you said, it's not entirely that you're stuck to a set number of like years. Like you said, you thought when you were graduating college, that was the only time you could do it. Right. But also for me right now, I don't have to worry about anybody else but myself. I don't have kids. I'm not married. 
I'm not dating anyone. I don't have to think about somebody other than like my family and stuff, but I can, I can up and, and do something like that. I can up and move. And yeah. I think it's a lot easier. I think it's hard. I mean, I don't know. Again, as like a single woman, I have literally no one else to worry about, um, which is scary. It's kind of weird. It's also, I kind of, when I was contemplating whether I was staying in New York next year or whether I was going to move somewhere else, I was like, you know what? It's weird. I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want and be whoever I want. Um, and it's harder to say that obviously when you have a family or you're in like a very committed relationship or whatever. Um, so I, I guess for every listener, that's not necessarily the truth, but maybe if there's some big life change you want to make and you do have a partner, I don't know, like be honest with them and see if they're willing to make that jump with you because you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people who were, I was, I did a panel for my law school for the incoming students this week. I did a lot of speaking. I did a panel and one of the students was like, I'm married and I'm moving from Colorado to Vermont to do law school. And I want to come back. Like my husband's sacrificing a lot to like take care of our kids and stuff, but I live in Vermont. And I mean, you see partners that do that. You see people who are like, you know what? I had a family. I had everything going on and I took thing. I did classes online or I couldn't move or my husband decided he'd give up his little bit of a dream for a little while so I could live mine out for a little while. Right. So you see that, that compromise, and I think that's what you want, but you also have to, I guess, yeah, not only does it sound like we're like, you can do whatever you want, like reality does set in, and you do have to look at the realistic goals and stuff, but also understand reality is a little bit more flexible than you think it is. You're yeah. not stuck. You're never stuck somewhere. Right. I mean, I have this unrealistic idea that I would love to just travel for the next year and backpack in Europe or South Asia. I mean, you could, but reality. You could, but then there is that reality of, okay, well, let's be real. Like what, blah, blah. But like you said, I don't know. You're just, it's important to realize that just because you accept a job or you decide to move to a certain place, if you truly aren't happy with it or not having a good time, you can make changes and it's not the end of the world to do that. And I also think it's important too, when you look online and you look at all these people who you knew throughout your life and they seem like they have it all together, they're doing the right, these quote unquote right things and being successful. You don't know what's going on Like it could all be a facade or it could be just those happy moments. Like a lot of people aren't posting the struggles that they're having with their mental health or the doubts that they're having about their career. And I think it's important to start having open conversations with those people who are your close friends and things like that, because you're going to realize everyone is having those same thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, all of that, they're highlight reels of people's lives. Nobody posts themselves, I mean, some people do, but nobody posts themselves crying at like 3 a.m. because they're like, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a dream that I got fired. You know, they're not not posting these things that make them anxious because what fun is that 
to you to, to watch. Right. Because it's all about entertainment when it comes there. So like there also is that it's devoid of reality. What you see online is not the real world. Like you said, they're all going through stuff. They don't put everything on there. And the the things like seeing people who are like, I make $10 million a day, or do you want to drive a fast car like this? You know, there's work that goes into that. I'm sure the Kardashians, though they post wonderful pictures of them on vacation, I'm sure that's their one moment of free time that they have. Right. They may be on the phone making calls. They, they do stuff. People do stuff. They just don't show it to you. Mm-hmm. And you also have this other than like the reality setting in kind of stuff, you don't have to be kind of like you said, you don't have to be happy being unhappy because it's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like you're not always going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. No, but if it's, if it comes to where it's like 50, 50 or 90, 10, where you're unhappy most of the time, then maybe, yeah, there's some reflection to see what the actual issue is. Yeah. Also, I think, I mean, I don't know if you're listening to this and you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to about these things, like you do. And I I don't know how to really explain that because for a long time, I also thought that I didn't. And then I started opening up to my friends a little bit more. And now the other day, Cassie and I were both taking these like big exams that we have to take to qualify for the bar. And I was just like going through stuff that morning and I knew Cassie was in her exam, but I sent her a selfie of me with just like tears down my face. Yeah, I'm out of the exam, turned on my phone and there was that big picture of you like mascara running crying. And I was like, I am struggling so much this morning and I just needed to tell you. And I don't know if, if you don't feel like you have anyone else, we're willing to listen or talk about it. Shoot us a DM, shoot us a text. Like, I just think, you're never alone in this world and once you realize you're never alone life does get a little easier even if you just need like a cheerleader sometimes it's even having a bad day if you get like a random boost like someone's like liked this thing that you did or was thinking about you today hope you're having a good like that can completely change everything around because sometimes you do you feel like you're very alone and you're not and whether it's, like, career or just some kind of moment in life. Or even like, personal life stuff. Like, I get online and I see, you know, people getting engaged every five minutes or having babies or having this life. And you think, oh, man, should I be doing that right now? Like, should that be the path I'm on? No. Everyone has a different path that they're going to go on. There's no set rules for how we do this life. And it's okay to not be doing the same thing as the person you're seeing on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I don't know, I guess this episode is just sort of to wrap it all up, like take chances on yourself and don't worry too much about like this career path that you're quote unquote, like supposed to have because you're, there's just no rules. There's no rules to this game of life. So, yeah, let off the gas pedal, change the pressure. It doesn't have to be so intense all the time. Yeah. And if you're stressed out and have all this anxiety all the time, like 
you're going to have that. I mean, we have that. We have so much going on when it comes to school and stuff. Like there's things I have to give up. Like I can't always be going out having a good time. Like I have to study and things like that. And there are certain responsibilities everyone is going to have. But I think the main goal is just find what makes you happy. And there's just no reason to do anything else. (laughs) I think that's right. Also, just something to remember, like take a break. Yeah. Usually Saturdays are my break. Probably after this podcast, for those who watch the little blooper reel, (laughs) I have a nice little patio right there with some palm trees. I'm going to sit my happy ass there for the next like six hours until I make a cheeseburger. No, my rest of my Saturday, Saturday is also my day off. I don't do any studying. I don't do anything on Saturdays. And I'm going and I'm having drinks today. Mm-hmm. I'm having me a good time. I'm going to go to a bar with some friends and we're going to hang out. And, you know, I'm going to put some actual clothes on instead of, you know, my workout attire and live my best life because it's important to do that sometimes. Yeah. Make sure that you're taking the time for yourself that you need, that you're really putting the work into yourself to make sure you're happy, whether it's career-wise or personal life-wise. Just take a deep breath. And And I think it's also important to just realize your career isn't your life. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be the only thing that you find validation in. No. And I think for a long time, I thought if I'm not the best of the best or making the most money or doing all this stuff, like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And it's just not the truth. There are way more important things than your paycheck. So. I think that was a great note to end on. Yeah. All right. So, um, like always give us a follow on Instagram at lady girl podcast. Um, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available or you can go to our website, ladygirlpodcast.com and click on the direct links. Um, let us know anything that you want to hear and any ideas you may have for us because, you know, we're on episode four, but it's already becoming a little tough. So well, we did plan out a little bit. We planned out, a, we've planned out a few, but we're open to any suggestions. Yeah, so. we're open to suggestions. Thanks to everyone who listened and left like really positive yeah. feedback. Thank Every time someone sends us an encouraging text or something, we always send it to each other and we're like, wow, the support is just, it's just so nice to have support from these other people that we love and look up to and our friends in our lives that we admire who are saying, wow, I love listening to you and your thoughts on life. And so I don't know. I, I, this whole thing has been a really positive experience so far and I hope it just keeps being positive. So. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. All right. Well, stay tuned for next Wednesday.